This is Inside Outlands. I'm your host, Nat Ryle, and joining me today is Akasha, guild leader of Hero. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. Yeah, uh, me and you touched base after the Chill podcast, at which he threw a lot of shade your way. And, uh, the usual. Yeah. <laughs> and I always like to give the opposing view if I can get it, so I thought it was a good idea to get you on. You guys were a big part of, of the server launch and server beta. Uh, with all things Hero was doing and achieving on the server. So I think it was kind of a good idea to get your story out there and, and tell it while it's still fresh, you know, I, and not visit this months later where, where we're not remembering things correctly. So I kind of want to learn about Hero Guild, what you guys did on the server, what you what you accomplished, and and maybe get to, to what was the downfall of the guild. Uh, okay. You, you want me to go in on how it, came about then is that how, what you're asking me sure yeah let's let's start there what's what's the origin of the guild uh how'd you form it you know how'd you recruit what, what'd you do in beta to get it going to be completely fair to it i kind of have to talk about previous uo experience uh to what led me to make hero um i have been my longest guild i've ever been in was uh, Undead Lords on Siege Perilous and many other games for 12, 13 years or something like that. And it instilled in me a sort of... Uh, I kind of like RP flavor. Not heavy RP, but RP flavor along with my PvP. Uh, and so I was looking for something new. And I had always been um, more of a PK or uh, a griefer, or, or that kind of uh, behavior. Uh, and I wanted to be a good guy for once. I wasn't actually even going to run a guild on Outlands. I was a part of my guild from UOF, which was City of Avalon, which uh, was kind of an LOD-ish type guild. It wasn't really great at PvP. It did have some PvPers in it that were pretty good, and I'm still friends with them to this day, and some of them or in my current guild, but uh, they they were a PVE guild that excelled at doing all the different things that occurred. Uh, so it was kind of that kind of that style. So we decided that we were going to play Outlands early into beta. Um, did a lot of beta testing. Uh, a faction of that guild wasn't going to come over to Outlands, and so the guildmaster of that guild asked a plan for us to launch that guild uh, on Outlands. That guild is currently Sin. Uh, that's oh, okay. that's what that guild launched. It's currently Sin. But that guild had a split. There's a little a long story with them as well. It's not all the same people. Uh, Wrecked and Sin are kind of, were kind of like one guild. That's a whole long story. Different story, though. Um, so I made, we made these plans for launch. Did a lot of testing, like did whole dry runs in beta to, to do timing on how long it would take to get this, that, uh, what's the best way to make money, how many crafters do we need, because we chose to go the crafting route, etc. Um, and after about a week before launch, w another faction came over from that guild that wanted to run things. And so I just stepped out of the, stepped out of the picture. And decided I didn't like the way that they were going to do it. And so I decided to make my own guild. I didn't know what I was going to do at the time. I thought about it. I thought, I, hey, I want to be a good guy for once. 
So I decided on making Hero. I posted on the forums about it. Um, somebody from Angel Island, which is a which is the first server I ever saw chill on, be fair, uh, like 12, 15 years ago. I don't know. Really long time ago. Someone from Angel Island that I had played with off and on uh, on the different reboots of that server and some other things. And they were actually running a server. I think it's called Legacy UO. I didn't play it. Uh, I don't know. Had seen the post and contacted me and was like, hey, you're going to make a guild. Uh, are you? Re- I see that you're recruiting. What if a couple of my guys come over? And I'm like, sure, that's awesome. Like, I love playing with people that I have played with before, against, for or against, with or against. Yeah. So it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Uh, we he only had like only like three people came to into that from that group. Um, apparently, Legacy UO was a server that Chill played on, uh, and he thought that that whole community was going to come to Outlands with him. I had nothing to do with. It. I had no idea. I didn't even know Chill played that server. Um, and the the admin from that server is the one who who saw the post and said he wanted to try. Outlands or whatnot. His name was Follick. He joined up, and then after about three or four days of beta, he was like, what do you think if I recruit more people for my server? And I'm like, how many more people? And he was like, well, I can bring you quite a bit. And I was like, well, I've played with you off and on for a long time. I trust your judgment. Sure. I, I made him an officer, and he brought over a bunch of people. I just accepted whoever he vouched for. Uh, and they were all cool dudes. All of them are cool dudes. Chill got uh, really upset uh, that those people didn't want to join his group. He started a beef with me that, to be honest, was completely unneeded. Uh, At the time, I hadn't seen Chill in like 12 years, and everybody grows. 12 years is a long time. We all, I'm not the player I was then, I'm not the person I was then. And so I would never have thought, you know, that he would be the same player or person from then so we could have been friends we could have been allies we could have our groups could have worked together uh but he decided to put me in his sights and from before the launch even started he was like pming me about how we were going to fail and how he was going to crush us on launch enjoy getting pk'd all the time blah 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 just lots of threats and i was like man uh, have fun i wish you luck <laughs> we'll see how it yeah, goes well- I mean, the actual the way it actually went down is Hero came out the gate really really strong, and yeah. it took LOD a while to get going. Uh, he said you guys had had the head start recruiting wise is is what he said. But you know, you you, uh, you were a big force at the start of the server. You had a lot of a lot of good players, uh, a lot of server first. You had a yeah. really cool plan for launch too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to go go into some of that. Yeah, absolutely. So I was just about to get there actually. So uh, our beta, the reason we did so well at launch is we put in so much work in beta. I mean, we have like three thing, three days where we spent like three hours as a group act, acting as if it was launch, like mock launches and, and timing things out and seeing which town we wanted and, and just figuring out how to get the fastest gold. And we knew... From the start, we've all played UO for like 20 years. We knew that the most important thing for any server that you think you're going to play for any distance of time on is real estate because it's there once. It's never there again. You're never going to get that gatehouse or that uh, or those islands or whatever ever again unless you want to pay 10 mil for you know 
in 10 by 10 on island right. uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna get them again so that was our main focus it was not character development it was not uh personal gain it was everyone we all chopped wood and sold bows now we through our mock launches we figured out that we needed more than one crafter at first we were just doing one crafter and a bunch of uh bunch of lumberjacks but that wasn't processing the wood fast enough because we had really good macros and people were really dedicated to it. we just had a really dedicated group of people to do it so our plan was to secure as many gatehouses as possible and then secure an island as fast as possible and then get everyone we did not stop chopping until every single person in the guild got a house bought for them and it went it was completely done fairly because of the awesome way that uh, Owen put in all the tracking. We could tell who chopped the most boards, right? So if you were at the top of the list and hadn't bought a house, you got the next house. And we just placed them down the row in strategic spots. We placed the first house on the server, the third house on the server, and the seventh house on the server, and then the tenth house on the server. Four of the first ten houses were all hero. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I'm in Beard Brothers. I think we got the second, if I remember right. Yeah, and it was like almost an hour after we placed our third, like 20 minutes after you placed your second, because that's how much work we had put into it. So we deserved, we also got uh, the first boat by two days. We finished the boat on day one. After we started placing houses, we started. I started actually, um, instead of just processing bows alone, I started going up to where you could actually fail some and gain skill. So, because I knew we wanted to get a boat uh, as soon as possible, and we ended up locking down, without a doubt, it's not even debatable, the best guild island on the server. It's not 100% ours anymore. Uh, we own probably 90% of it. I think there's a boathouse that isn't ours. It was ours at one point, but the person quit. Uh, and then somebody else quit, and a house fell, and somebody got it on that server. But it's uh, it's the, the Spirituality Shrine Island with a ton of houses. It's like a, a, a village and there's a shrine in your backyard. I was telling everybody. A lot of people wanted to lock down a castle spot. I saw how hard gold was to make. I, saw, I knew that a castle was like a year down the road plan. And I thought we should just build our village in an area where the shrine was. Now, now, granted, at this time, we were going off of information from uh, one of the staff members, from Owen, that shrines would happen. Every shrine would go active every day at one point. So uh, what we thought was we were going to get a basically a champion spawn in our backyard every single day. And I was like, this is going to be the richest area to own in lockdown in the game. Uh, I still really like it. I still think it's a great plan, but it's obviously not as profitable as, <laughs> yep. as I thought it was going to be going on that uh, route. So that was our launch plan. Uh, it wasn't until about five days in that we really started working on actual character development while other guilds were having fun and, and for to be fair we we gave up this fun the first few days of launch is really fun to go out and try and fight people with low skills and, and fireball people down and stuff like that. that is really fun but that fun will only i would much rather be set up for success for the rest of the server life and have fun the whole the whole time right now i mean we own some really good vendor houses uh i think we did really good um yeah where was the where was the first house i'm curious where your first house went down the the house right it's a marble now but it wasn't as an andarian stone um just you know like four inches east of four six pavilion gate 
And then our second one was the marble that is just south of Andaria Gate. And then we placed a Terran Gate house as well, which is now that big stone vendor shop uh, that Amir, the Amir Crafting Guild. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess Beard Brothers got the house just north of the Andaria Moon Gate. So I, I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah those, are, those are good spots, man. Yeah, they're really good spots. I mean, I've had 25 mil offers. Nobody even has 25 mil, but like, I guess they were going to buy Prev coins or sell a bunch. Of, I don't know. But I've had 25 mil offers twice now. I've turned it down because what am I going to spend that money on, man? Like, I, I would love to have 25 mil to buy like cl- all the clothes in the. Obviously, I love fashion <laughs> in the game, but uh, is all the clothes I want and all that stuff. But like, you can only get this house once. That was the whole. The whole plan was to get these houses. Uh, I had a clarifying question from from Discord that you sure. said when you said City of Avalon is LOD ish. Are you talking about Lords of Death or Chills Guild? Oh, that's that's awesome. That's a that's a good question. It leads me into uh, something else. I was talking about Outlands. Uh, Lords of Death is the original LOD, and it is still operating today at a high level, no less. In in various games, it's, it, Lords of Death is very much like that guild UDL I was talking about. Coincidentally, Lords of Death is also my first guild I ever joined, like real guild uh, on Baja. I was in Lords of Death uh, in UOR on Baja around the faction launch time. So when I saw LOD here, I was like, what are you doing? But apparently he's had the name for a long time. I don't really remember it from Angel Island because Chill was kind of a solo player. On Angel Island, he didn't have a bunch of people following him then. Um, he played, and it's something about Legends of Darkness, some other minor server that I've never heard of. I don't know, but no, it's not Lords of, not like Lords of Death from Baja. Those those guys are pretty solid gamers. In fact, I was I was friends with uh, their their my GM at the time on Baja. His name was Obadiah Khan, and later on he became Obs LOD, and he sadly passed away. Uh, a couple years ago, from uh, a form of cancer, and it was uh, a pretty sad thing for for memories. Uh, I haven't hadn't talked to him since Darkfall, but he's a really cool dude. Anyways, yeah, that's that's a uh, that's one of the coolest thing about about these games is especially with you having a twenty year history. It's just you have all this rich past history with with old friends, and then Outlands giving you. This amazing place to, to re-experience a game with a, with all those old friends. Uh, me as a new player, I don't I don't quite get that. I mean, I'm making new friends now as we go, but I definitely love hearing like all the stories and, and past of you guys like bring to the shard. It's crazy. The, the amount of history in this game is crazy. Friends from from so long ago, enemies from so long ago, like even enemies that you haven't talked to in 12 years when they see you because I've seen several of them from Baja and other places. Uh, on Outlands that that don't necessarily play anymore, but but tried it out, and they're like, "Are you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, are you?" And they're like, "Yeah." And we were enemies at the time, but we we're like, we we totally palled up right away. We're like, "Cause cause you, it's just a game. Like you you don't need. It's not. You shouldn't hold grudges over somebody from a game from ten years ago. Like you you're you should be friends with. You should be able to be friends with everybody in the game because we all have the same." interests we all have the same hobbies so we have something in common right off the bat it's yeah we're cool. playing this uh 2d wizard game from 20 years ago what the hell's yeah. on with all this it's the best game why ever am i made, podcasting man. about it i don't know uh, 
So Hero was going to be anti-PK, right? Uh, we thought it would be great. I even set up a Discord, a public, like, call out Reds are here and whatnot. But but because of our launch plans, we sort of had character development a couple weeks delayed. And by that time, a bit of drama had started. So a few guilds that were blue, like LOD and whatnot, had kind of made it clear that they were enemies to us. And so... When I meant anti-PK, I meant an, not anti, not red, like anti-people who grief and PK people. It doesn't, you can't hide behind the notoriety of your character. If you're in an enemy guild that takes aggressive actions towards people, you're an enemy. And, and so that's how we viewed it. And so we raided LOD mercilessly at the start of the server, mercilessly. And they, they, they hated us. Uh, we lost maybe two fights ever to LOD. Maybe two fights ever. Uh, we took so many bosses. It was ridiculous. He started a campaign about how we were supposed to be good guys and we were picking on them. But all the while, his guildmates did not understand that in PMs the whole time, he was the one that was that made this happen this way. By... by uh, threatening us and telling us we were going to do this, that, and the other. He made enemies with us. And so we ended up making a, a second guild called Villain to put our P, to put PKs in, but they weren't real PKs. We didn't go around killing tamers, going into dungeons and killing solo farmers and griefing anybody out of their playstyle. They were just enforcers for guild wars, basically. You can you can declare a guild war in this game without actually declaring the guild war. You don't have I don't think notoriety means much. Like your your blue, orange, gray, red. It, it's the player behind the actions that matters. So if you declare aggression towards another guild, I don't care what hue you are, you're a threat and we're gonna fight you. And that's how we approached it. And we were very successful. Now the down, if you want to call it downfall, the downfall of Hero literally had nothing to do with any outside influences whatsoever. We were doing great. The problem with the, I told you about that group of players that came over to start off with. I played with right. them many times over many servers and many launches, so I knew it was going to happen. So I, I, I may be a little bit of my failure for not recruiting more people uh, from Outlands who are new, who are not from that group. Those people are all awesome people and all my friends, uh, but they are notorious for burning out after about 45, maybe six, six, 60 days. And they, they just started logging in less and less and less and less. Uh, and then, so my, my PVP faction, because, it, because hero was not a PVP guild. It was a whole community guild. We had a PVP side and we had a PVM side. And my PVPers were that group of players that were that were very uh, vets from like 20 years, and they they would come back to the game for two months, and then you wouldn't see them for two years, and then they would come back. They're all on my Facebook and such like that. We talk about new servers when they come out, and then we'll all meet up for that, and then they would disappear again. So I knew it was kind of going to happen. Uh, so I ended up being an administrator, basically doing all this organizing. And all this uh, work stocking our shelf because I had I had made us a very socialist guild where we we all like like our launch plan where everyone got a house and then we worked on everyone got an aspect suit 
we were one some of the first people with aspect suits on the server. And then we, we were very goal oriented and we made sure every player got their due. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely an interesting take. I heard that on when I interviewed West Furtive, he got one of the one of the original aspect suits you guys made. Yeah, because when you when you all work individually, you're going to accomplish less. But you guys did a lot very fast working together. It's the best way to do it because you're you set people. Even if somebody has to wait a little bit longer than they could have done it on their own, uh, because they were unlucky or they didn't have enough time to put into. Uh, there was no bias. It was it was contribution levels always that got you your order of the order of operations where we got the houses of the aspect or whatever. So even if you think with your playtime you could have done it better, faster on your own, the guild as a whole, when you started getting aspect into people's hands, they could farm better and turn we were turning in all our aspect stuff like nobody was like selling it on their vendors or trying to make come-ups or whatever people we had donation boxes and we had a a channel where people post pictures of what they put in we had spreadsheets where it was all you know it's a lot of work and that and that and that is what comes into the downfall of hero i ended up being an administrator for a lot of a lot more of the side of the guild that i didn't want to run. I wanted to run the PvP side and have like uh, Follick and Donkey, who doesn't play anymore, but Donkey was my sec- my other uh, officer. I wanted them to run that side of it, and both and both of them just through work issues and whatnot just started logging in less and less, and so I was responsible for that. And I ended up spending like two hours a day, like doing spreadsheet stuff, supplying stuff. Doing all this stuff, and I was like, "This is like a job." I, I was like, "I need a break, guys." I, I took a break. I detagged. I made uh, our third officer, uh, Jax uh, slash Adventures Anonymous, uh, the de facto GM. I made him the GM of the guild. I uh, had full trust in him. I made a mistake in that I didn't ask him if he wanted that, and I don't think he wanted that. He took it because he's a good guy, and. There was no one else to do the job, but he didn't want to do the job, and so there there was a lot more solo play that started happening. Uh, I was gone for two and a half weeks. I just went solo. I just wanted to decompress from all of that work and just fight. I just wanted PvP because I wasn't PvPing enough, and that's my play style. Uh, and so I just I didn't join another guild. Uh, a couple guilds tried to get me to join. I just had a solo tag. Just it was just a tag. I needed to be on a tag so that I could take a take a advantage of struggles and and that or you know any kind of events like that. I needed it to be on a tag, so I made a solo tag. Uh, the plan was always to return the hero, um, but people started leaving when I wasn't around because. It's a downfall of running a guild so organized like that, where if you take on all the 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 responsibility and you don't delegate, not only do you burn out, but when you try and have someone replace you, it's not a smooth transition, and the same type of stuff doesn't happen, and, and the people are unhappy with you know the lack of events planning, the the lack of motivating uh, force behind the guild and so people joined wrecked because they were our ally at the time wrecked was the um 
half that I was close, the half of that city guild that split with sin that I was close with. Um, and I just never got to return to, to hero until recently when, uh, uh, Adventures Anonymous started playing again, and I got a hold of him again. Uh, tag back. Uh, I wanted to back. So uh, have you have you stayed solo the whole time, or have you gotten no, back with the no, guild? No, 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 no. I joined after the guild, after everyone had left to to be with a more active guild, because you need you need leadership who actually says, "All right, everybody, we're doing this at this time. Be here, do that." If you if it's just left to their own devices, everyone just goes and farms on their own or does this or whatever. And, and it gets really tiresome and old and that's how people burn out and slowly stop playing. So everyone had joined wrecked. And, uh, eventually when I realized that hero wasn't, I, I didn't have it in me for, for starters to build it up again, uh, after most of those people left and I wasn't going to ask people to, Hey, I'm back. Join, join hero again. So I joined wrecked with them. Um, currently I'm in lunk, but lunk is, Kind is just the PvP uh, sector. They were they're all former Rekt members who made a, a guild basically just to PvP to make it streamlined and easier to work with. But we're still we still work with with Rekt. They're it's still the same group of friends and and guys. Uh, I do have the hero tag back, but it's only for my PvMers. I haven't really, I haven't tried to recruit anybody. Some of the original hero members that that burned out that I talked about actually have come back to the game. Uh, it's only like two or three of them, but it's pretty cool to see them back. Uh, but the PvP, uh, I'm pretty, pretty set with Lunk because I've been, uh, I've been really good friends with the core members of that guild since City of Avalon Day. Yeah, you got to do it. What's fun for you? You can't exactly. And if running, if running the whole guild was causing you to burn out, then there's... I never wanted to do that. I, that was never my... I never... I... It's it's partially my fault, if not all my fault, because I made it really... Um, those launch plans were so... We were so dedicated, and so we knew what we were doing. We had so many plans and rules in place. Uh and I never let go of those reins, or I don't know how to explain it. I never, we kept that mentality and kept it going instead of being like, hey, we accomplished our initial goals. Let's be a little more loose with, I didn't need to do all of that work. I put, I kind of put it on myself. So I kind of set myself up for failure there. But it literally had absolutely nothing to do with any outside influences whatsoever. The only two guilds that were competing with us, SUP wasn't even really a factor at the time. I don't even know if they were a guild at the time. The only two guilds that were really competing with us at the time were Money and uh, and Boys. Uh, LOD, <laughs> LOD was not um, not competition. They're, they're very good for the server. I like that they're a thing. Uh, I kind of uh, think they're kind of like this server's version of new, but a little better than than new. Where you where new players come in and chill scoops them up, and he's like, "We're the best guild. We're we're gonna we do this, we do this, we do this." He's a very good salesman. We do this, we do this, we do this, and they develop their their characters and their gameplay through that guild. And that, that's always, those type of guilds are always good for a server because that's how you retain a player base. So, uh, he's a very, um, I think he's a valuable person 
in, in this community. I know that sounds weird coming from me, but I think he does he does good. <laughs> he does good for the server. Uh, he's, it's entertaining some of the time, some of the drama that goes on. Some of it is just like headache worthy, though. Like, why? Why are you doing this? Why do you say these things? A lot of stuff he says just completely falsified. Everyone's a spin doctor at some point, but but it's just a game, man. Just chill out, bro. Have fun. You're doing really good. You're doing really good. <laughs> it, Keep it up. It's obvious. Chill. It's obvious that Chill loves a game. I, I I agree with you. I think he is good for the server, and, and so is his guild. That they uh, you know, they do a lot and they accomplish a lot here. Uh, they're definitely a part of the server. Mm-hmm. They can't take that away from him. Nope, he's, not at all. He's going to do what uh, he's going to do. What he wants to do, he's, which is going to be a divisive figure, as yeah. he says. Yeah, I, 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 I waffle day to day from wondering if he's serious. I'm like, is this real, or are you just some genius performance artist? Like, I, I don't know if it's real or not. So I don't know. He's pretty cool though. He does really good. He, he does good shit for the server so i don't i would never want to see him go all right uh do you think hero accomplished what you set out to do or is, is there more that you wish you guys had done is there something you, you left undone yeah okay so we definitely succeeded in our launch plans and that was like the main uh objective we, we succeeded beyond our dreams for all our launch plans for the first month our our charter, if you want to call it a charter, we didn't really have anything like that, but was to be an anti-PK guild. It didn't work out because there were no PKs. There were like a handful. Owen was telling people in the, uh, in the uh, dev debriefings and stuff, you know, there's like 2,000 players on and four of them are red. You can't run a guild that's based around anti-PKing when there are no PKs. There's plenty now. There are plenty now, but Hero isn't a thing now. It would have worked out way better if this was how it was at the beginning of the server. But like that, I think that's another part. I think that led to uh, some of my guys, the ones I talked about, you know, getting burnt out and just like waffling off after like 30, 45, 60 days, is because I put restrictions on them. Because I said, we can't PK random people. If it's an enemy guild, go for it. If we've clearly declared hostilities between the two guilds do whatever you want but we do not pk or even noto pk random people and i would get messages sometimes from people doing it and it would be a big headache uh people complaining that we did that or whatever but it's like there was no action there you would once in a while you'd get there's a red in ossuary too like how many times can you bring 10 people to kill one red it gets really boring i know exactly what you're talking about daily Daily, as an officer in Beard Brothers, I get a message or hear about a message, someone complaining that we killed them, yeah. like, all because we defended ourselves. It's yeah. always, it's always we're doing some PVM, something, and, and some guy rolled in to attack us and is upset that he died. Yes, it's a lot of times it's like that. It wasn't always like that. Sometimes my guys were just like frustrated and, and bloodthirsty and and just did some bullshit, and I was like, man, you guys, but they did. We didn't sit down and have, like, I made Hero and the, the theme of Hero before anyone else was in the guild. So it's not like I sat down with all these dudes and was like, hey, you guys want to be good guys? Now, they kind of did agree to that when they joined it because I talked to, I didn't recruit anybody after the group that Follick brought in without talking to them in depth about what they can expect in Hero and what we expect of them and whatnot. So those people didn't really give too much of a problem, but the, 
the original group sometimes somebody would open their mouth or in, in, in a dungeon or something and then they would kill them and then I would hear about it. And, or we would raid LOD and and take a boss and they would be like, you guys are supposed to be anti-PK guys told us yeah. you were going to demolish us. So <laughs> what do you expect? Uh, the, the anti-PK thing, uh, it's definitely, no one's doing it now. You were the only ones doing it at launch even. Uh, it's it's probably a missing guild that the server could use. Or it definitely would make it more interesting to have someone like, around, someone like that around doing that that role. Because uh, right now you're, you're dependent on your own guild and your own friends and not, not everyone has that. Uh, I, I know, you know, I guess back in the OSI days, or I've, I've been in other guilds or other games where you've had some some discord you, get, you could drop in, especially in Darkfall. Drop in, hey, I'm being attacked here, I need help. And there, there's not really anyone providing that um, that service in Outlands currently. Yeah, it, it, it would be great to, to get Hero back up to doing something like that, to playing that kind of role. Uh, I just will never in my life, I don't think, ever take on that kind of administrator role. Like, if I start getting P- PMs from people like, oh, your anti-PKs are killing people, I'd be like, deal with it. I don't, I don't want to deal with it anymore. But it, it's definitely yeah, a role. Yeah, drama and, and busy work. Yeah, it's definitely a role that was missing. And I knew it would be missing at launch. The only problem was the adversarial part of that was missing at launch. And then it just left people who want to play like I play. And just it left them really being yeah, so let's, getting, let's you know, shift the tired let's shift of the conversation of that way then. Uh, what, what do you think of the the PvP scene here now? I, I mean, we've got field PvP, faction PvP, tournaments. Uh, well, let's, let's start with tournaments then. Are you? I, I see you in PvP chat calling for uh, someone to come challenge you with various teams. Is that actually active? Are people using the the service? Yeah, we are definitely um, we definitely have an a active dueling community, for, uh, but we don't have enough tournaments right now, uh, especially considering there's so many awesome rewards that you can get from arena points, but the nobody has any of them. Um, so hopefully they can get the tournament system, and it's every weekend, if not twice a week. Because the, that's a big part. There's 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 different types. Just like there's PvPers and PvMers, there's actually a lot of subsets of PvPers as well. Some people only care about fielding. They only care about who can sink the best and who can cross heal a sink. And that's their end all of PvP. Then there's people who just want to test themselves and their skill versus the strongest opponent there is. Uh, and in a dual setting or a 1v1 field setting or whatnot. And that's what kind of tournaments are for, because you can change the rule sets for a tournament to reflect a more traditional dual style or a field style or more, more than one player and whatnot. Uh, it's definitely a microcosm of what you would see in the field. Uh, but it's also, I've always said that not all good duelists are good in the but uh, they all have a foundation to be good in the field. Like they're, they're, none of them are like absolutely terrible. They all have a good foundation. Whereas there are plenty of people who are really good in the field who couldn't beat a wet paper bag in in the arena on their own. Uh, so I always think that every PvPer should start off 
in a dueling community to learn mechanics and the basics uh, so that they can take care, learn to take care of themselves and not rely on other people and keep themselves alive. And then when they get into the, the field, then you have to learn teamwork, positioning, uh, situational awareness, timing. Um, all that takes a, a lot of time. And honestly, I'm way out of out of uh, practice with that myself. I've focused on dueling since we came back here. And uh, I'm in, uh, critically speaking, I'm in one of the worst shape, field fighting shapes I've been in in my UO life uh, here on Outlands. Uh, so I, I would definitely like to, to improve that. But the tournament scene is really kind of my jam and a lot of other people uh, who don't even really play on a regular basis but will log in for tournaments. Just like people, there's a lot of PvPers who don't play. You'll never find them out in the field anywhere. But when a struggle comes, they log in to play the struggle because that's their jam. They like Deathmatch UO. That's what the state of PvP here is. We have uh, We have a lot of offerings from our devs here. And we're constantly debating and talking about ways to change them and things to add. That's how CCC came about. Um, you know, struggles is, is like a, a no loot um, scoreboard esque deathmatch style UO thing that happens every time there's flashpoints right now, which would be a lot cooler when, when they remake them and there's uh, actually something to fight over and it's not just the last two minutes. Uh, I stopped doing flashpoints because as they're currently designed, uh, it's like, uh, what is it? Is it 15 or 20 minutes? Something 15 yeah, or pretty, 20 minutes. Pretty short. It's 15 or 20 minutes and you go there and you can hold the thing and see no opponents for 18 minutes and somebody can come in in the last minute and zerg you or kill you or just, you know, just kill you by the, legitimately and you'll never have a chance to come back and take it over. And you controlled it for 18 minutes. It's only the last two minutes that count. There's no like score on it and there's also no no reward other than a couple faction points. So it's not really over. The CCC is, it has a, it has, I think it's like about basically a level six team map. I'm not positive, but it, I think it's about a level six team map, which is, which can be pretty, you know, pretty valuable to split uh, a, a few ways. I think, however, I think the struggles are really healthy and the CCC is really popular, but I think thematically it was ruined from the start uh, by, by, guilds who don't adhere to what the point of ccc was struggles are made faction on faction and, and you'll be teamed up with enemy guilds that you would normally fight against uh and you and you just go at it with uh you your your faction is versus the other faction and then there's the freedom faction that gets split up ccc is supposed to be about guild versus guild it's supposed to be about guild pride and guild dominance and since the start of ccc there's been several groups, LOD, CNN, CNN uh, ICE, SOF, uh, Money, Rack. Like, there's been tons of groups that bring a whole alliance to an event that was built around Guild Warfare. And that is kind of dumb, because this doesn't mean anything. It's, it's supposed to be Guild on Guild on Guild for fun, for a little bit of reward... And bringing an alliance to that is just ruining the whole the whole point of it. Like one guild, they take turns looting and splitting up a team map chest. It's not even it's not worth bragging about to, that you brought a, a an alliance to a guild versus guild event. Uh, I don't know yeah, if pe- you you want to keep it more more small gang maybe. Yeah, uh, it should be like it should be like five to seven people from your guild 
at most, out there banging it out versus four or five other groups of, of the same thing. This shouldn't be. I saw a screenshot in Discord the other day of 17 people from an alliance at one of these things. And I'm like, first off, you're going to split a T-map 17 ways? Secondly, is it just impossible for everyone here to fight allies without there being um, like bad feelings or something like that? Like, Is that why they bring their alliance member? Because they're allied for actual gameplay outside of ccc like rating bosses and stuff and sometimes those things need to happen you need to have alliances but you should be able to put those things aside for this for the for little events like capture the flag and ccc and stuff like that and not have you know bad feelings so i don't understand these groups i've never understood groups that bring uh much larger numbers on purpose that like that's how they want to win like uh, yeah it's probably because yeah, uh, they don't want to lose. That's yeah, I don't understand them because not all money did it, and money is not a bad guild. Like they were pound for pound as good as anyone out there. Uh, Ice can handle themselves. They don't really need to come with with they, and they have a lot of people too. They don't really need to come with all these SOS people. Um, CNN could have done it on their own. I mean, I understand why. <laughs> I understand why LOD. Uh, allied them because they're they're a PVM guild, uh, so whatever. But it's supposed to be guild on guild, and you, it's for guild pride, not for my alliance pride. Uh, but whatever. Yeah, yeah we've got a we got a comment from one of your guild members, ex uh, ex hop hunter. He says, mm-hmm. "Let's get back in the field, bro. Let's get back so, in the uh, field. Yeah, finish your <laughs> finish your character, bro. <laughs> He's still working on his shit." Finish your character, bruh. I've known the Hop Hunter since he was like 13 or something from Angel Island. Like that. that was a great server. Uh, probably my favorite uh, player-run server, except for until Outlands. Outlands is like, let's be real, I'm I'm not a big fan of T2A. I'm, I would call myself a UR player. Uh, I'm not a big fan of T2A or AOS. I've played all eras. I've played those. And whatnot. I wish Outlands had launched UR. I tried to advocate for it, but they decided to go for T2A, and they did, and it's and it's worked out. It's not even really T2A. It's Outlands now. It's its own monster. It's a weird mixture yeah. of yeah. everything, kind of. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, I oh, I, I, I did have a question about about CCC. So, mm-hmm. is there a way to address that mechanically to achieve what you think the original design goal of it was, or no? Would it need to be something different? Now this is a sandbox game, and players are going to do what they're going to do. That like you can only appeal, but you really can't appeal because because those type of players are just going to do that anyways. Uh, like you said, they just don't want to lose. It doesn't mean they're bad because money and rack weren't bad, but each of them could have competed on their own. Uh, it's just they don't want to lose, and they're willing. You can tell outside of CCC, they will. I'll fight Veeton, for example, who is every bit as good, if not better than me, uh, in the field. And he knows that, that I'll fight him, that I won't call people in on him. I don't call people in on a one-on-one for versus anyone. <clears throat> My entire outlook on UO is to find the most challenging fight that has a sliver of a chance to win. Because those are the fights that you will remember and have the most fun. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm, I've been battling a cold for a while. 
And so I will never call a one-on-one person in on that. And he knows that he has a good chance to beat me. He may even be favored to beat me. And he would still call people in. And there's a lot of people out there with that kind of mindset. Like my loot, my halberd, and my my armor, and my regs are not anything to, you know, really get me for. I can understand boss fights and stuff and a lot of shit's on the line. Bring what you got. But you should always look to fight the hardest opponent you can uh, when, it, when it doesn't really cost you much and try to try to win them on that. And that's how I view every all, all of PvP and CCC. And I wish everyone had that mentality, but some people just want the check mark next to the name. It doesn't matter if there's an asterisk beside it that, that, that tells you know how many people they brought or what the, the circumstances were. Right. Well, you know, it's always better than 1v1. It's uh, 1vn plus 1. And you just repeat that until the person with the most wins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of community questions. Uh, ask, ask away, man. Ask away. Yeah. So I want to, I want to actually get some of these. We might lightning around a couple of them, but, sure. uh, uh, why pink bubblegum everything? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of answers to this question, to this question. That's funny for such a simple question. There's a lot of answers. Uh, first off, it's the most obnoxiously loud color. So that says it all right there. <laughs> it's the most obnoxiously loud color. Second off, it really uh, it's really rare and valuable. So it's opulent. And I've always liked that type of stuff too. It, it, it does scream, look at me. I am, I've been called a narcissist before. I am a bit, I do have a bit of a, I do like attention at times. I, I mean, I'll, I'll Call it what it is. Uh, I, I personally actually like the color. There's there's not a lot of a lot of the colors here were uh, are a little. Um, they have a lot of good hues, but they're they're not bright. And I like bright colors. I mean, I have a rainbow next to my name in the in the thing in Discord because I like colors. Yeah, it, it, there's a ping in Discord. You can like uh, the exclamation hue, and it says tasteful hues. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going for a look. They don't, they don't want your your bright colors. But you got you got lucky with the the pink release, I think. Uh, yeah, no, powder bubblegum was not going to make it into the game. I pleaded in beta. I pleaded with Owen, and I was I like kind of social justice, like uh, what's the word, like uh, blackmailed him, and I was like, don't let all these people who who like because one of the biggest insults are not biggest insults one of the, the most tempted insults to me is look at this guy and all in in his in the, all he does is wear pink and he has a rainbow next to his name like they're like questioning my masculinity or something like that and anytime anyone does that i just laugh like that's the whole it's like a troll that's like the whole point of it is to get people so off their 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 game or or for to to argue about something as simple as and dumb as that is is silly. So I don't know. I like <laughs> I like everything about bubblegum pink, from the color itself to the rarity to the reactions it elicits from people. Uh, it just it's totally me. Owen literally called it bubble uh, powder akasha at one point. So I was like, lol. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you ever quit the game, he can. Uh... He can rename it in your in your fame, I guess. Right, or if I die, he can give me a <laughs> he can give me a bubblegum uh, gravestone in game. Shit got dark real quick. Sorry. 
Let's not go there. What recommendations would you have for, for PVPers or, or maybe even like a new, a new player wanting to get into that kind of scene? So new players wanting to get into PVP or just PVPers from other servers that are starting here? Uh, yeah, both. I think it's probably a good question for both. Okay, uh, if you're a new player here, uh, struggles, man. Join factions on a character. You have to build a character that's uh, that's just for PvP because you have to be flagged all the time. But even if you don't have a lot of money, if you have a finished character, you don't use resources and struggles. Now it's very limited to actual real PvP experience because there's a whole bunch of e-bolt railing and a whole bunch of people who don't give two craps if they die because they don't lose any but it gives you a free avenue to check out some group pvp see some names and see how they perform because if you're new to this server you don't want to just join any guild there's a couple guilds here who will send you invites right away if they see you don't have a tag and try to get you in there but you never want to join that type of guild because you're you're just going to move on after a certain point once you realize once you've realized what your goals were and that's happened to one of the prominent guilds here it's like a revolving door of membership uh so if you're a new pvp'er here you're going to want to see how people perform before you approach a guild to join you're like oh look these uh these sub guys are always in factions they seem active uh i've seen them sync people well i've seen it, it looks like they're doing well uh I think it was a better when we had a factions Discord channel for voice because then you got to know per- people's personalities, not just their how good they sling an e bolt. Uh, I don't know what happened to that. I really don't know the story behind that, but it just went away. But it'd be really cool if somebody else like started another one because it's a lot of e bolt rolling, and if you're if you're brand new and you don't have a group to play with, you're not going to know who to go on and whatnot. But I would start with struggles. If, uh, if I was new to this uh, or new to the server, but I had experience with PvP. Now, if I was brand new to PvP, um, most of the time new players start PvPing as a Dexer. Unfortunately, in this rule set, they're not that good. Um, there's a poison Dexer that's somewhat strong, but it's not good group play. It's really for solo solo play. You, you really can't do a lot of things. To help, especially if you're built correctly, uh, to help your teammates. Uh, I would tell any new player who wanted to play a Dexer here to start off with is do something that almost no other Dexers on this server do, which is one of the most important things, is have majory. You don't have to have med. You don't have to have, I mean, you can have men. You don't have to have eval. You don't have to have wrestle. But have majory so that so that you can throw heals to other people or so that you can emergency heal yourself if you need to. Uh, it's an, it's having the utility of having majory, even if you only have 25 intelligence uh, and you can do it with just 80 majory, even 70, maybe probably 80 is what you want. It, it just opens you up for a lot more usefulness and survivability and is way more valuable than the extra eight, percent damage you're going to get from one of these other you know custom skills we have here a lot of people just seem to want to stack as much damage as possible but you're going 100 percent one-dimensional there and it's just not 
it's you're just not valuable to a group and you're also not that hard to kill if you stick around so i would say if you're new start with a dexter and get majory don't let some rp i want to be a pure warrior whatever don't let that mindset um get to you in pvp because it's just going to hold you back okay it's all good advice uh to don't do what i did and go play with the orcs no that, that's a good route for a different reason but oh that's totally a different orcs are, <laughs> orcs are awesome but, oh, I've, I've, but that's uh, I've a different a time there that's a different animal for sure yeah orcs are awesome they've always been awesome uh i find that the players that play orcs usually are some of the cooler people more and, and like they take a lot of beatings sometimes and so it like instills a really good quality in them that they that 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 you know it's a game and it's not a big deal to die because they have these self-imposed restrictions right that's not because they're not good players it's because you know they've put a lot of restrictions on themselves so it teaches you i don't know everyone i've ever talked to like outside of game and even in game that plays an orc has been a pretty i've had a hard time uh grasping like all of the spells and when to use them so i think making a, a dexter with a little bit of majory will will ease me into to that place a little bit rather than just starting with a tank mage it's been pretty frustrating trying to get a handle on all of the hotkeys and positioning and healing and cross healing and like everything else that goes into it so i think yeah. uh, i may roll a new dexter with a little bit of majory 60 70 80 majory something like that and and try it again oh that's something else i would say uh to somebody new to pvp in, in this era if you are pvping by yourself you as a mage, you absolutely need a weapon skill. If you are PvPing in a group, by no means do you need a weapon skill. It can still be very useful. You can do things like hamstring, big hits. You could be an archer mage and add damage to, to whatever. But you can also play one of those purest mages that have extra spell damage and stuff like that. If you're in a group, you don't need a weapon skill. But do not try to kill people uh, by yourself without a weapon skill. I mean, there's some outliers to this. If you are someone like Milk, who plays a Nox Mage in a dungeon, he basically has teammates and they're skeleton archers and stuff like that. Like he just he, he just <laughs> he just noxes you and then runs around the maze and stuff. And he's very adept at getting the mobs to do his work for you. That's that's a different style and that can work. But if you're out in the open field with a with a a Nox Mage, you're not gonna do shit to anybody. So, so you need a weapon skill because of this era's rule set where you cannot block healing with poison. I mean, as a Dexter with lethal poison, you kind of do block healing because it blocks 75% of the healing uh, while they're poisoned. Like if somebody heals, greater heals somebody who's lethal poison, it's going to heal them for like 10 damage. So that works a little bit, but that doesn't, you can't cast lethal poison. So, um... You, you get cured really quickly with cure pots uh, first deadly poison or below. So with this era, the main way to kill people is to string enough damage together in between your spell timers and your weapon hit timers that they can't cast a big hit. It, so basically without a weapon, it's, it's damn near impossible to do that, especially with the rules that they have set up for, for interrupts here where you can't just like spam low level stuff 
because it gets less and less opportunity. So All if right, you're, let's see the, go ahead. I, I'll just move on to the next question, but you got something else you want to add? No, 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 no. I'll just go ahead. Okay. Um, overall, do you think rivalries between guilds here add more fun or stress for players? That's from uh, Quoth. Um, it depends on the players. Uh, and it can be, the answer to that can be both. Like I know, that some of the people, like we have this, the hero LOD rivalry, some of the people thrived on it, loved it. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, F LOD, let's go get them or whatever. But then, you know, when all the trash talk happens outside of the game and in Discord, and then it gets personal, and then stuff is brought up that, that isn't even real. It just, like, there's a lot of spin doctoring going on from, from you know, everybody. That's just how things go in, the, in that or whatever. It just it turns a lot of people who were previously happy with having that confrontation uh, off on it. And I think it does it for all groups involved. I don't, I know that some hero people didn't like all the, the trash talk and discord, but loved the rivalry in game. Um, but it really got turned off. by. And I, I, it would be completely naive to think it wasn't the same way in in LOD. And I'm sure that it goes that way for every group that has that kind of like boys and money talked a lot of shit to each other in discord. Uh, but if they kept that out and just kept it to in game fighting, I think everybody would have been a lot happier. Although I think those two guilds and the people in those, those two guilds are a lot more, uh, apt to being totally okay with trash talking in discord with each other. But when you have a community group that has some people that are actually just PVMers, some people that uh, are just crafters, some people who, you know, are 30, 40, 50, we hero had a 60 year old, 60 plus year old in it at launch. Uh, yeah. He's, he's now on his own. I, I'm pretty sure everybody knows, knows him. Uh, it's Jack. Uh, Nutka company, trading company, or something like that. He's a he's a vendor. He does a lot of vendoring stuff. That's his play style or whatever. I'm sure he did not really. I know that he wasn't chills in from from our uh, our Discord talk, but I, I I'm pretty sure he didn't like all the all the back and forth from both sides in in Discord. And while some people love to you know popcorn it up in Discord from that, there's just as many people who are like, I wish these two people would shut the fuck up. I'm sorry for cursing. I don't know if I should <laughs> do fine. that here. But, no, you're cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it, it's it's interesting. It's fun. Popcorn. Yeah, but then also it can just feel really toxic. Yeah, and, it uh, gets that point. Yeah. I'm not uh, going to okay. lie. That was a part of why I... Uh, <laughs> that was the only... Um, what's what I'm going to say? That's the only way I, I, I'll uh, acknowledge any credit for LOD taking out Hero or whatever is because me leaving Hero for that two weeks uh, and transferring is 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 basically what what caused Hero to, to fall apart. And I did it for the adminning stuff, but there was a small part of me that was just tired of logging into Discord every day and seeing a new rumor or a new like so. I, I just for example, I logged in one day and saw you know. Hero member messaged me and told me they got they just stocked the hero shelf and and hid and watched Akasha come in and take all the stuff off the shelf and sell it. 
And first off, that's totally ridiculous. I'm rich as can be. I don't need stock from a shelf. I'm the one who stocked the shelf. But like for me to have to like either ignore that or address it every day, something of that nature every day, actually did wear on me. And it wasn't the majority of the reason why I stepped back, but I was like, I'm just tired of dealing with this much falsified nonsense. And if I'm tired of dealing with it, I'm sure that people that are not invested in it are tired of hearing about it. So yeah, it's pretty toxic for all involved. Uh, okay. Let's do a, let's do a funny one here. Um, how'd you like getting owned by my poisoner Valino? This is from Ben. Well, I mean, I get, <laughs> I get owned on the regular. So, uh, the fact that I don't actually recognize that name means that it didn't, leave too much <laughs> yeah. of an impression on me. But I, I take fights that I should absolutely not take on a regular basis. So there's a lot of dead bodies of mine uh, around the world. Uh, doesn't doesn't bother me. Okay, here, here's one. Why'd you kill my T-mapper, you jerk? Black Dragon. Uh, I've killed a lot of T-mappers. If, if you are either on... There's my, my house has two T-map spots like where you can actually like see people doing maps. I, I basically feel like they're digging up shit in my yard. If you come and do a T-map in my yard, I'm going to attack you. And if you do a T-map on Banshee Island, which is uh, where I have a boathouse, and I do, it's an island, like there's no escape, uh, you can pretty much expect to be attacked there too. I, I don't generally go around looking to PK people and and... Or even mess with people's team apps if they're outside of those two areas. But those two areas, if you're at my, if you're on my front yard, get off my lawn. And if you're on my island, then you should expect fights because I, I'm not the only PvPer that that lives there. That is, that island is 100% has activity like all day long. So if if you ever get a team app there and you don't want to fight, you should probably just sell it because it's going to happen. There's a lot of active people in houses. All right, last funny one. Uh, who is your favorite Outland staff member, and why is it me? This is uh, Jaden. <laughs> I don't know. They're all, they're all really good. I think I, – I don't really have a favorite. I'm not going to – I think I'll just go ahead and talk about what I admire about all of them. Uh, Luthius puts out more content than anyone I have ever seen in 20 years. It's – not all of it gets tested thoroughly enough. It's not always perfect, but there's some real gems there and it's real. And I would rather it be that way than be on like the server that I was on previous to this, where you don't get anything for six months. And then the content is just reskinned mobs in a, in a reskinned dungeon that, that was ripped from a different era or whatever. That's like nothing. It's just the same stuff. Um, Luthius is a madman. When it comes to coding, I can't, I just, I'm blown away, to be honest. Uh, Owen uh, is a funny dude. Uh, he's been real accessible throughout the whole process. Uh, he will talk to you. He will help you when you need help. He listens to feedback. He does uh, deal with a lot of toxicity. Uh, so if he ever gets a little snappy, it's totally understandable. Um, I, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine trying to be the community manager of something like this. Like it, it'd be like running a daycare for adults. 
Like I, I don't, I don't, I definitely am not built for it. So I'd have people quitting left and right because I'd be telling them where to, where to put it. Yeah. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So uh, I think he has, uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he gets a little snappy, but I think overall he's like super, uh, patient with people and wants the best for the server. So like, and, and of course he's made the best looking map I've ever seen. And you, uh, those two, those two working together. Are awesome. Jaden has really picked up some slack on fixing things and, and, and talking to, uh, to people about mechanics and what works and whatnot. And, uh, and, uh, and he's working on classic UO, I believe, which I haven't yet to test, because I don't want to, I, I'm really afraid to use something that I hear sometimes has targeting problems, but I can't wait because it looks so good. And I want those auras, you know, like on Classic UO, there's like, you can have green auras and orange auras and red auras and stuff underneath people. And I can just imagine how much better struggles would be like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while I'm not your, your PVP skill. I would say the next launcher update. It's ready for you to at least get in there and set it up and and go test it. I look forward to going to that. Uh, currently, I'm a Steam player. I've always I played Razer before uh, I ever heard about Steam, but once I went to Steam, I never went back to Razer. I don't really remember what it's like to be on Razer. I just know that at the time that I switched over to Steam, uh, the capability for building characters and doing mundane tasks in their scripting was way better than Razor at the time. So uh, I really, it's one of my least favorite parts of the game is actually like making characters, especially on a server with, with rather slow skill gain. You have to automate as much of it as possible in today. Like uh, 20 years ago when I was a kid, I had all the time in the world, but I, I have a family, a daughter, a wife, two jobs. Like I don't have the time to do that kind of grind. I just want to play. So, uh, steam is a, is the right choice for me right now, but I really look forward to trying, uh, out, uh, what, uh, classic UL. I've never actually, there's another client Salos. I've actually never installed that client. I hear that it was really good for PVP, um, and bad for PVM. I don't know. I never played with it. I probably should have, on servers that it was legal, but I just want. All right. I think I want to, I want to wrap this up. Let's, uh, let's finish this off with is, is there, if you had the devs to talk to right now, is there, is there one thing you'd want to see change or, or one, one thing in the future you want to see bring that, that will double change a shard, I guess more to your liking. Well, I'm constantly talking. They have that people. I'm constantly talking in there about, you know, tweaking mechanics. Like I, we talked about earlier, I think the flashpoints really need some upping. Uh, I, I really, really, if it was just one thing, really, really wish tournaments would be. I think Dexers need a helping hand. Uh, I'm a mage at heart, but I do, I play everything. But I'm a mage at heart, but I really, unbiased, think Dexers need a helping hand. I don't, I think all of the utility that a Dexer has right now is really more helpful to their mage friends that are behind them than it is to the Dexter himself. Uh, and I don't think you should be pigeonholed into playing 120, 120 lethal poison uh, or, or nothing. So I think Dexters need another ability 
and I think it needs to be a burst damage ability. They need to be able to kill somebody, have a chance at killing somebody before that person just decides to hightail it. Because once they decide to hightail it, it's them. So I think Dexters need to look at. I think t- I think we need tournaments uh, every weekend. I think flashpoints need to have meaning. Although I think there's a new, just like we have a PVM Jesus patch, I think there's a, a PVP one coming in that's going to change factions altogether. That might make that super relevant. Um, uh, I don't know. I it's hard to really want a lot of things from this dev group because they just keep giving you shit. Like <laughs> yeah, like they just keep like this this pouch that just came out. It's it's like an expansion. It's not like a patch where they added something. They added a ton, and that and the server's only been here for six months. If if they keep anything close to that, like uh, pace up over the next year, two years, three years, like it'll never get old. Like that's why our UO. We all love UO. We've been playing the same game for twenty years, but we all have taken breaks too because it gets stagnant. But if you keep this level of dev production up it doesn't get stagnant and you can just see playing the server for a very long time and i think it's the first server i've ever played where i I felt that way about super happy with that i I really don't think they need to do too much but keep up what they're doing take a look at dexers and for god's sake start tournaments every all right man uh, thanks for your time this has been it's been awesome uh i really enjoyed uh, our, our talk here and getting to know what here is about you know where you guys went in the server and what you're up to now. Uh, this has been great. Thanks thanks so much for, for coming on here and talking to me. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. It was a, it was a good time. I'm, I'm look forward to hearing it, hearing the podcast and then watching your next guests. And I've, I've listened to all the previous ones, so, uh, should be, should be fun to listen to. Thanks a lot for having <laughs> not, me. Not, yeah. I didn't know you listened to all of that. That's great to hear. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you, you put a, you you do you take time out and do something for the community that I totally respect anybody who does things and adds content like that. So we got a little bit of admin stuff to do, and then we'll, we'll be out of here. Uh, I I am shifting to a, a two week release schedule. Uh, a part of that is uh, just what I have free time available to do. Some of that is just the, how hard it's the schedule with the guest each and every week. Um, but the other thing I'm doing is I'm. We're going to relaunch the Sandbox podcast, uh, which is kind of more of a general gaming podcast. Uh, it's, that's where we did our first interview with Owen. That even got me to try Outlands. So, you know, one week I'll have Inside Outlands, and the next week will be uh, the Sandbox podcast. So we'll have a, we'll have this out on the 17th, and then two weeks from then we'll have a, another interview. Maybe Expo, maybe Beard Brothers. I'm not really sure yet which one uh go to our website insideoutlands.com that's where i will have show notes and a link to our discord uh in our discord you can listen live like we did tonight you can talk to our guests hang out with us give me feedback give the guest feedback we're, we're also when we can stream this out to twitch uh, i'm doing that with my buddy grimscar87 and i will let you guys listen live while while playing discord with your you know with your friends and outlands so Thanks, everybody. Uh, See you all in two weeks.